Hi, this is Roy Worley. Welcome to the interview show that brings on guests from all walks of life. Yeah, it's here that they tell their stories and delve a little deeper into their lives to see what got them where they are. So grab a drink, have a seat, and relax, because this is The Leo Effect. When was the last time a short movie shook your emotions to the core? When was the last time a short movie caused you to rethink everything you stood for? When was the last time a short movie made you proud to be an American? When was the last time you felt the emotion to stand up and cheer after a short movie? The new short movie, I've Got Your Six, written and directed by Bill Foster, one of the industry's newest and fastest climbing directors, will answer all of those questions. Rarely has there been so much packed into a short movie that when you leave, you'll feel more proud of our American military veterans. A movie that was cast only with American military veterans will have you on the edge of your seat, cheering for our veterans and what makes America great. I've Got Your Six will be hitting the film festival scene soon. Be prepared to drop what you're doing and go see this powerful movie when it comes to your area. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to The Leo Effects. Today I am joined by a very special guest, and I tell you what, this is actually going to be a good one because I've only other, I've had one other musical-oriented guest on the show, and it was completely different than the type of music that this guest puts out. And let me tell you, it may be different, but it's good. So allow me to introduce my guest for the evening, Maddie Namer. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm very, very well. Thank you. Now that I'm speaking with you, it's it's going to be fun. <laughs> I yeah, hope. Thanks for having me on. <laughs> fun, not cringy. Um, <laughs> and yeah, yeah, it's. It, I'm definitely glad that you're here. I've got quite a few questions to ask you, especially regarding the musical area of your career. Um, there's sure. a lot of things that I've always kind of wondered and now that I get the opportunity to speak to someone that's actually in a band, this will be great. So <laughs> with with saying that, let's kind of lead into the first and usual question that I always pitch out there. And that is, can you tell the listeners what it is that you do? Like, what is your career? Uh, yeah. So, um, so I'm a musician. Uh, and I'd say that, um, you know, I'm in a band called the FMs. Um, and I think what's sort of fun about being a musician sometimes is that you can be a musician, uh, you can be in a band, but being in a band is sometimes like not only entirely just about pure music making. Um, there are elements of a band which could be message oriented, uh, could be poetry oriented, uh, fashion oriented, aesthetic oriented, um, you know, we do video art and all kinds of other things that are associated with the music. So it's, a, it's an interesting way that you kind of phrase the question because it made me think about how uh, being a musician and being in a band, you're kind of also touching on all these other mediums with kind of music at the core of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> yeah, you know, and music kind of speaks to everybody, really. Like everybody understands music. Yeah, it's it's funny, like, I think everyone has those friends that every once in a while, like, are just like, I don't really like music. 
and you're just like, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Has anyone ever told you that where you're like, how is that? Is that even a thing? Like, okay. <laughs> right? like but you I think have even no those soul. people like, yeah, like even if you really press those people, uh, they will be like, oh, well, actually, I kind of do like this stuff or like they just, you know, for whatever reason, some people, it's like not as much a core part of their lives as like say it as, as it is for me, obviously. But, right. um, but yeah, music is, is pretty universal, right? Yeah, exactly. What What would you call your style of music? You know, it's funny, like I have had to answer this question thousands of times or like however many <laughs> times it's been. And every time somebody asks me, I'm like, oh, like, this is just so hard to do. Like, <laughs> um, well, I mean, I ask I've, because from what I heard and, you know, kind of a, an early promotion here, but I, I was on YouTube, to be honest, and I was just listening to anything and everything that was up there. And it, it, I really yeah, yeah. couldn't label it there. I, I didn't know <laughs> what to call it. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll answer your question, but I think that it kind of does. It does, you know, it like kind of does a little bit of a disservice, right? When you try to like put words to something, right? Um, or, or categorize it, right? But you know, I think that like we've often been sort of swimming around the goth and industrial universe a little bit. Although, if you ask somebody that really listened to goth music, if we were goth music, they'd probably tell you no. You're right. <laughs> if you ask somebody that that really listened to industrial music, they'd also probably tell you like, no, definitely not. Um, we do have some kind of like eighties influence sometimes. Um, I think that, uh, we also, there's just a lot of artists nowadays that, um, are kind of maybe like you'd call them more in the synth pop universe or like indie universe that we definitely get some influences from. Um, and a lot of our music, uh, especially our first album, like tends to be, like fairly upbeat though, even though I just said it was like gothy and industrial, which you <laughs> right. sort of imagine are very like dark and brooding and kind of like very like heavy and and fast sometimes. Uh, but I think that a lot of our stuff um, has a pretty positive like kind of messaging to it sometimes, or like has uh, political messaging to it, or just kind of. Um, things that we feel we wanted to write about or sing about um, in terms of what's just kind of going on in our, in our world right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it, it is a hard question to answer, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, you know, I think also like, I think of prog rock maybe like a little bit, I, I don't really necessarily know what even like prog rock means like in a modern day context. I think when you sort of think of prog rock, you think of like Pink Floyd and yes, and like Rush and stuff like that, which, Mm -hmm. you know, I think like definitely listen to a lot of Pink Floyd over the years, but um, I don't think we really sound like any of those bands, but at the same time, we do really love using synthesizers. Um, We do have a really like electronic component to our music, Mm -hmm. but we're also still kind of a rock band. So sometimes like the very simple answer that I give people is just like dark electronic rock. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I like it. The The only real way 
I guess, for people to understand what you're talking about is they're just going to have to go listen to it. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I enjoy it. I and really probably, do. Probably, probably even after that really lengthy explanation, everyone listening to the show is going to have some kind of thing that they're imagining in their head. And right. then they're going to go listen to the music and be like, oh, wow, that's totally not what it's meant. Yeah, <laughs> this doesn't sound like that at all. This sounds more like this. Yeah. And then <laughs> what uh, what inspired you to like walk down this career path? Um, yeah, so I think that there was a time in my life uh, when I was probably around uh, 15 or so. Um, and I was, uh, really getting into music, uh, just really heavily, but I kind of didn't really know what I wanted to do yet. And, um, I think that that year I actually went to high school, um, down by where the world trade center was. And I was like a sophomore in high school when that happened. And, um, that, I think that there was just something in me that was kind of like, wow, the, the world is changing uh, very fast. And music is something that I love. And it's also, I think what's really drawn me to it most is that it's, um, it's a great medium to kind of, um, make a cultural statement. And I think that that is kind of what has always drawn me to it most over the years. And still many years later, kind of still feel the same way, uh, which is pretty remarkable. Yeah, that is that's actually really a lot of people kind of lose sight of that. So that's really really cool. And then so yeah. did you you said you listened to a, a lot of Pink Floyd is would would you consider that to be an inspiration for what you've done or do you think there was somebody else more particular or uh well, I mean, I'd say that we have a million influences, which is probably as it should be. Um, definitely Pink Floyd was an early influence on me. Um, I definitely, I think when I was like 14 or so got really into it and, uh, kind of would smoke a lot of pot as like a young high schooler and listen to a lot of Pink Floyd. It was definitely like <laughs> one of my earliest, early, uh, earlier musical influences. Um, I'd say the FM's you know, have a ton of different influences. Um, I could just sort of start like rattling off a million bands for you. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> one that I was listening to today is called the soft moon, which is sort of actually like a pretty cool, like modern industrial band, I would say, although they also kind of have some cold wavy elements to them, I guess what they would call some of their music. Mm-hmm. And, um, also, uh, Sharon Von Etten is like another very modern um, sort of uh, musician. She just came out with an album, I think, last year that I really love, um, which is, I guess, maybe like in the synth pop universe. I'm not really sure what you'd call her, but um, <laughs> it's 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 kind of like her last album was very kind of dark synthesizer music, though, which is uh, which is something I really like, and then. Lady Tron's probably also in that universe, as I'm thinking about Sharon Von Etten. Mm-hmm. And uh, Trent Muller is another Danish producer that I've that I've always really loved. Um, I listen to a lot of 90s grunge. Nine Inch Nails, of course, is like a big influence on us. You know, they've 
kind of any any anything in the darker electronic rock universe um i think has been pretty influenced by them over the past couple decades and um listening to joy division recently my guitarist and i were kind of like thinking we might do a joy division cover oh cool uh, which could be fun um even though lots of people have done joy division covers i think that there's one song of theirs that we were thinking could be pretty fun to to do a cover of and we could do something interesting with it heck so, yeah yeah you know the influence thing i mean i could i could probably literally spend this whole entire interview talking about the rest of my <laughs> okay well we'll we'll, we'll just, put a pin in it there's an endless list <laughs> yeah <laughs> but you don't you don't go at this alone though you you have band members do you want to drop their names or do you want to keep them a secret no let's just keep them a secret okay that's that cool. uh, <laughs> um yeah so we're a four-piece band and um I play bass and sing uh, when we do play live. And um, Frankie Rex is our guitar player who also sings along with me. Um, Michael Butterly is our synth player. And uh, Lucas Leto is our drummer. And they're a fantastic group of lads. <laughs> um, really lucky to get to, to play music with all of them. They're all super talented in their own ways, and we have like a pretty, pretty interesting group of people. I think all of the personalities in our in our group are pretty radically different, and it kind of kind of comes out uh, yeah. as we're making music together. Yeah, I could definitely tell that by the picture. <laughs> you, you guys, you, you look <laughs> yeah, you like kind of can even from the photo. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> how did you? How did all of you guys meet? How did you all come together? So Frankie and I met a long time ago. Um, we were actually in each other's first band together and Frankie was the drummer and I was bassist and singer and we had a band called the violent orange when we were in high school together and um, a few years like went by and we didn't really uh, chat much or anything but um, a couple of years ago like for whatever reason we reconnected and um, I kind of thought it would be cool to have this concept and to form this band with them. Uh, Frankie is a trans man um, and I am uh, non-binary, but kind of, you know, assigned male at birth. And we sort of thought it was interesting how both of us, you know, them sort of being born and assigned female birth and me being born and assigned male at birth and kind of later in life feeling that maybe, you know, we don't feel like our genders squarely fit into those categories that we were assigned at birth, oh, but, okay. um, but kind of like coming at it from different directions. Right. So we thought that was, that was kind of interesting. And both of us sang. um, so the band has this whole kind of concept around duality of gender, uh, with it. Um, which is also where we get our name from, the FMs, which stands kind of for the female males or the femmes. Um, gotcha. Yeah, so, I was going to ask you about that. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Well, sorry, I sorry, I beat you to it. But oh uh, no, no, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. Um, so yeah, and then uh, Lucas, coincidentally, was this incredible drummer who was living across the hall from me. Um, he 
is this Berkeley trained drummer. He does jazz, he does funk, he does like a million different things. And uh, we're really lucky to have him as part of our group. And, um, and then Michael, actually, we found like through Facebook, through like three degrees of separation on Facebook. I like made a post at some point being like, hey, we need this, this kind of band member. And I think like a friend of a friend of a, he was like a colleague of a friend of a friend and somehow he made his way to it. <laughs> so that's how, that's how we uh, formed and we've been together for like three years now. That's amazing. Actually, it's been even three years, a little bit less than three years, two and a half years. Wow. You guys, have, yeah. well, I can't even say that. That's a very general term in my book. So I apologize, but you all have made, a huge leaps and bounds because your music was also uh, in a film, wasn't it? Yeah. So um, we were recently in this movie called uh, Fluidity, which um, was on uh, Showtime. Mm-hmm. And um, it's still up if you want to, if you, if you, if you want to, I think it's on Showtime on demand It's called uh, Fluidity. And, um, the what was cool about that is we actually got to perform uh in the movie itself so or you know as cool as it would have been to just have our music in the film um we also got to uh as a band kind of perform in one of the scenes in the movie and like the kind of one of the closing scenes in the movie where all the characters kind of get back together and realize they've all been cheating on each other um <laughs> at this club and like, we're kind of the backdrop to that. So, uh, yeah, that was really fun. Uh, we got to work with some amazing people on that. Um, it was really fun to shoot that film. We got together in like this big nightclub with a hundred extras and this like giant film camera on this like scissor lift thing. I'm not even sure what you call it, but <laughs> it was a total <laughs> blast to, to get to, uh, get to film that. And, nice. um, and also to get to work with those people. We got to work with uh, Lindy Yellen, who's this incredible, legendary film director. She's done uh, a ton of movies over the years. And uh, we got to work with Patrick Seymour, who's been in the Eurythmics for like a few decades. Mm-hmm. You know, the people who did the Sweet Dreams song. And um, and he was the musical director for the project, so we got to work really closely with him. And then later we got to... Uh, have Patrick do a few remixes of our songs, uh, which ended up on our latest uh, remix album release. And um, yeah, just the whole the whole process is really cool. And um, yeah, I mean it's it's pretty awesome for us to be in a movie on Showtime. You know, <laughs> yeah. Um, we're not like uh, we're certainly not like so famous now that that's not that's just like a whatever kind of thing for us. You know, <laughs> right? It's pretty cool. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> Have you all done um, like any any shows, like venues and things like that? Oh yeah, 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 plenty. Um, we do a lot of shows around New York, which is where we're based out of. Oh okay, um, that's where I'm based Brooklyn. out of. <laughs> oh cool. <laughs> yeah, so we're we're uh, we're kind of like centered around Bushwick. We have like a studio in Bushwick, and we've done a lot of shows all over the city. Though um, we've done some outside of the city too, obviously. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I think that, you know, we've done in addition to just kind of, 
you know, your bars and live music venues. We've done some pretty interesting places. We played at the uh, New York City Pride Festival a few years ago. Um, we played at this um, big, like, EDM festival in Pennsylvania called Elements uh, for a few years in a row, the past couple of years. And we've done a bunch of shows on a uh, giant old ferry boat oh, in Brooklyn. Cool. Um, with like a few hundred people on the boat. Uh, <laughs> That's done a cool. bunch of shows there, actually. Yeah. <laughs> nice. And um, <laughs> trying to think, like, where I like, there's, there's been some, some wacky things we've done. Um, those are <laughs> That's... the most fun, I think, you know? Like, yeah. there's, there's definitely been some incredible bar shows we did, but uh, or like live music venues we've done, but it's always fun when we're kind of playing venues that are a little bit, you know, out of what you, out of the ordinary of what you'd expect. Yeah, like that would be cool to be on like this, like boat just like cruising around and this band's just rocking out. Like that'd be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> totally. So, have you had anything crazy happen, like from the crowd, like somebody jump up at, on stage trying to like be part of the show or anything like that happen to you? Well, we kind of welcome that kind of stuff. Oh, okay. Well then. <laughs> so. <laughs> There's a there's a song called uh, Hit Yourself that we do where I actually invite the audience. I kind of jump out into the audience and uh, invite them all to hit me Oh, uh, as, as I sing the song. <laughs> okay. <laughs> nice. So that's been fun. I haven't <laughs> yeah. gotten hurt yet. Yeah, well, that's a bonus. <laughs> Thankfully, everyone's been pretty nice and, like, no one's, like, wound up really hard and, like, whacked me in the face or something. Like, there's been none of that. <laughs> oh, uh, man. Plenty of pretty hard wax on the on the bum, but not in the face. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So what do you think is next for the FMs? What what's the next big thing? Uh so we released um we released some uh a double remix EP um last year that had our um it was, it was a bunch of remixes that were from our first album and also a remix of our single Eyes Are Suffering. And one of those was kind of uh, more darker and broodier remixes and another one kind of more upbeat and dancey remixes. And so one was called Synthetic Love, which is a beat dancey remix one. And one was called Organic Hate, which was the darker, broodier one. Okay. And... Uh, <laughs> And so we did that last year. And also at the same time for the past, like almost yeah, two and a half years now. So like really even from when we were just started forming this band, I already was working on this second album. Wow. That we're uh, hopefully going to release soon. Most of the mixing on it is done. And um, we'll definitely be releasing that sometime in 2020. And I'm very excited about that. That's going to be... Um, you know, just personally, I've probably spent, you know, over a thousand hours working on this project. Uh, so wow. <laughs> I'm very excited. Yeah. Over two and a half years. Yeah. So that kind of I'm dedication very... shows when you listen to the music, though. I hope so. I hope so. I'm, I'm, I feel pretty like good that when we release it, it's going to be uh, kind of like bring us to the next level, I hope. You know, yeah, I'm really proud of the I'm really proud of the way it's shaping up. So 
that's definitely the big thing for 2020 that we're going to be we're going to be doing is releasing that album and hopefully taking over the world shortly thereafter <laughs> heck yeah that's what i like to hear <laughs> uh who do you think has the uh most important role when it comes to a band uh i don't know that's a kind of a kind of a loaded question oh right? yeah like, it was like... <laughs> <laughs> No, nah, um, you don't have to. I mean, you don't, don't have to answer. Like it, I was just, I was just messing well, with you. <laughs> I mean, if you have like a bad drummer, right? Then like you just can't even have a band, right? So <laughs> that's, I guess that's like, true. Yeah. So that's that's important, you know, but um, but also a great drummer doesn't necessarily make a band, you know. It's just sort of a prerequisite like you gotta have a good drummer otherwise you just can't have a good band <laughs> right. um but you could also have a good drummer and still not have a good band so um i think that probably you know like so there's so many different elements to making music so it's, it's a really hard question to answer but um just in terms of the actual like instrumentation uh people are always going to focus most on whatever the vocalist is doing and I think that our vocalists are doing, and I think that um, you also, the the voice box, like the human throat voice maker mm-hmm. vocal cords, uh, they have maybe like the most variety. I mean, there's just a million different ways that they can sound. Mm-hmm. And I also think that people can most easily like emotionally connect to what a singer is doing. So I don't know, like in a way, maybe the vocalist is, is kind of the most important member, but it also like maybe the most important member is the member that works the hardest on the project. You know, like there are, there are uh, band leaders that are just like bassists who don't sing, you know, mm-hmm. and without that bassist who didn't sing, um, but they're kind of the one that like put the whole thing together and just like do all the work for it and everything, you know, bands take a lot of work. So Maybe in another respect, um, just the people that work hardest on the project, you know? Gotcha. Um, yeah. So I don't know. It's a tough question. <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> when, when you're sitting down and you're creating a song for the first time, like from scratch, uh, how does that whole process work? Does like somebody just kind of play some notes on a synth and then somebody throws in like a bass line and you're like, Oh yeah, that sounds good. (laughs) Um, so I think that songwriting, uh, what, what, uh, what can be helpful sometimes with it is to actually mix up your approach, you know? So I have like a pretty standard approach that I, that I do, but sometimes it's nice to mix up that approach. Um, so usually our songs with the FMs, at least, um, we have a lot of like really electronic and dancey elements incorporated into it. Mm-hmm. So we don't do as much kind of like jamming, like, all right, let's get together as a band and just kind of like jam and then see what happens and then like write a song out of that. Um, maybe that could be cool for us to do on like an album or something or, or for a few songs. But usually my process is I will get an idea and usually the ideas kind of strike me at the weirdest moments. Uh, <laughs> well, so it's important yeah. that I, <laughs> as ideas do, right? Right. Um, 
and so usually I think it's important for me to keep a, uh, a voice recorder app thing on my phone. Oh, okay. um, so if, you know, if you went through that right now, you'd hear like a bunch of nonsense, just like me, like singing melodies, like with like no words into the phone microphone, or sometimes I'll like be at home and I'll be able to pick up a bass or guitar and start playing like a bass line or a guitar line and sing over it a little bit. And then I usually go over to like my uh, Ableton rig and I'll start actually developing the song. And, um, you know, that's kind of, kind of how like most of our albums just sort of started to formulate that way. And then those songs in Ableton started developing more and more. I have a, um, a uh, profit analog synth that I've been using and on this last album that I was just telling you about that we've spent a bunch of time on and we're going to hopefully release this year, probably all of the bass lines on it are done uh, with this profit synth that I, that I have. Cool. Um, yeah. And, and we'll just sort of slowly start kind of recording things, you know, we kind of, kind of write and record at the same time and then sort of replace things as we go. You know, the, the last album, it kind of had a form or it was like in demo form. And then now it's in release form, but a lot of the elements that are going to end up being released were things that we recorded for the demo too. So, oh, right on. Uh, it's a, it's sort of a big, you know, nonlinear process. Okay. And, and it works a little differently. And, you know, sometimes actually, uh, instead of like having an idea beforehand, I'll just kind of start messing around with like the profit or start messing around with some other stuff and just like have an idea all of a sudden and then be like, Oh, okay, well actually let me try like doing this and then start making a song out of it. Um, and a couple other of our songs uh, were stuff that were started by Michael, our uh, synth player that are going to be on our new album. So cool. Michael also just kind of had a few uh, songs song X and haunting familiar, which uh, were started by him. And then I kind of started messing around with them on Ableton a bit. And then Frankie started recording some guitars and, you know, we don't have like a, we don't have a very um, way that we do it every time. Which okay. Good, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Shakes it up. Yeah. Um, so as we're kind of drawing to a close here, can you let the listeners know, I mean, I'm going to post links, obviously, in my description of the podcast, but can you give them an auditory where to follow, like your social medias? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Our website is thefmsmusic.com. So that's T-H-E-F-M-S music.com. We're on Instagram, which is at thefms. Um, And in case those folks uh, can't hear me saying the word or the letter F. It's like F is in Frank. There you go. <laughs> yeah. um, or, F, or F is in frequency or female. Um, and uh, what else? Yeah, so we, you know, we're on like everything. Uh, we're on Spotify. We're on all these different music platforms. If you just search for the FMs, you'll find us on Spotify. Um, if you go to Facebook, we're facebook.com slash the FMs music. 
Uh, YouTube's actually a good one. You should check out YouTube because we got a bunch of our videos and stuff up there. So that's uh, youtube.com slash the FMs. Um, and what am I forgetting? We're on SoundCloud. We're on Bandcamp. Should just be able to search the FMs for that stuff. Um, I think it's just soundcloud.com slash the FMs. And then the Bandcamp one, I think, is the FMs.bandcamp.com. And pretty much covered covered it. <laughs> right on. <laughs> yeah, you pretty much all over the place there. <laughs> yep. It's, it's good, though. It's good to be out there. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, I just, I want to say thank you so much for coming on the show and talking to me. I actually got to learn some stuff, especially about the jam session and things. And just, it was really fun talking to you. Yeah, you too. Thank you so much for having me on your show. Um, and, uh, look forward to hearing the, the final podcast and, uh, you know, maybe one day we'll get to do it again. Absolutely. Again. Yeah. Thank you. And thank you to all the fine listeners that tuned in and checked this out. Remember to click on the links and go to all those different places and get get this band in your ear holes. Like they, They're a great sound. They got some good stuff to listen to. Thank you very much, and we will see you next time. All right. Thank you. Cheers. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, creatures of all ages, what an amazing show. Thank you for lending an ear and joining us. I'm the host, Ray Rumsey, and if you want to hear more interviews, simply head to anywhere podcasts are heard, Facebook or Twitter, and search The Leo Effects, with an A, not an E. If you'd like to hear me doing silly voices and making a general fool of myself, head over to Shattered Dungeons on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. We live stream every Tuesday night. More projects are in the works. For now, stay tuned for more interviews. To book yourself as a guest, you can head to theleoeffects.wixsite.com slash podcast or send me an email at theleoeffects at gmail.com. Remember, this has been The Leo Effects, and great shows require great listeners, just like you. Thank you, and we'll see you next time.